Hello, welcome to this podcast that covers content from my book, Yoga and Somatics for Immune and Respiratory Health, which was co-written with Leonie Taylor. It also brings in aspects of nutritional information that you can read more about in my book, The De-Stress Effect. Hope you enjoy. Hello, welcome to this podcast on nasal breathing with me, Charlotte Watts. So within this session, we are going to be exploring how nasal breathing really helps us to find our vitality. And that's, that's a very real thing, our kind of access to energy, to a sense of life and engagement. And that really is through how we breathe and how this way that we're designed to optimally breathe through the nose actually affects every system in the body, from our energy to us regulating our stress levels, our focus, creativity through cognitive function, and through to immune, digestive health, and really all aspects of our being. Now, people who've been practicing breath consciousness and specific breath techniques such as yogis and such as practices like pranayama, which is meaning extending life force, uh, but is basically a breath awareness and, and often very specific breath breathing techniques. This, it really shows up how breathing and paying attention to breath and the quality of breath itself really has been related to health for many hundreds of years through different cultures. And this really ties into how healthy breathing patterns not only support respiratory health, but also our immune capacity and in turn affecting our digestion, our whole body health as everything is in orchestration for how air is coming into our body, but also the way that we're breathing really affecting our nervous system and really bound up as well in our stress responses. So many people now have respiratory, immune, digestive, nervous system problems, but it's not often diagnosed or linked to difficulties with the way that we're breathing and having a look at whether that is through nasal breathing or the mouth breathing, um, which we switch over to when nasal breathing isn't easy, can also be at the root and certainly a contributing factor that ripples through these body systems. So why is nasal breathing so important? So firstly, you know, looking at the way that this is really how we are designed the mouth is designed to take in our nourishment in terms of food and the uh, the membranes there, the health of that really relies on the mouth being closed much of the time, except for kind of eating, speaking, and some breath, of course. But we are mostly designed to breathe through the nose. One of the things that this mostly supports is regularity through the nervous system and particularly our ability to self-soothe via our vagus nerve. So this nerve, our cranial nerve that runs from the skull, the cranium, and it's the only nerve in the cranium, the skull, that moves down into the rest of the body. In fact, it moves down 
called vagus. It means wandering. It wanders down and it moves down to all of our organs, heart, lungs, down right into the, the viscera, the digestive organs. And that really relays how we feel, our states in terms of the world around us. So very much related to how we regulate our nervous system in terms of you know how we're feeling safe, unsafe, et cetera. So being able to come down again from stress responses is a really key part of not just our nervous system, but also our immune system, our, our digestive, our respiratory regulation. So nasal breathing supports this ability for the vagus nerve to go through its full function. And that adaptation is called vagal tone. And this evokes a parasympathetic response of bringing down stress. It helps us to drop into calm, relaxed states. So this also then allows a cooling, a cool air coming through the nose, which is actually supportive for cooling the front lobe of the brain, calming activity there. So there's many ways that we can come into calmer states. And a lot of that is is soothing tendencies to go into racing mind or hypervigilance, which is part, very much part of the stress response and looking out for ourselves when we feel or perceive danger. In terms of the physicality, I mean, all of this is, you know, this, we always, our psychology and our physicality are always completely enmeshed. Um, but we often kind of separate that out in our language. In terms of our immune function, what's coming in in terms of our nose and our mouth is really kind of first line barrier defense. And our nose is what's really designed to support that defense in terms of immunity rather than the mouth. So when we breathe through the nose, we're bringing air in through the nasal cavities where we can protect the health of tissues in the mouth. And when air comes in through the nose, that it comes through tiny hairs in the nose, filtering air coming in of pathogens. So our first line of immune defense there. Also, we produce nitric oxide this gas that we produce when we breathe through the nose, which supports absorption of oxygen, better carbon dioxide exchange and release, uh, which is also alongside oxygen coming in, carbon dioxide coming out. That regularity is really important for our nervous system regulation as well. And nitric oxide helps us to open cells to receive oxygen in the lungs, improves blood flow. It's really important for circulatory health, heart health. And that also protects the immune system. Nitric oxide has a, a role to play in immune function, in uh, actually fighting kind of pathogens within the body and helps maintain body-wide homeostasis or balance. It also protects health of tissues in the mouth and the microbiome in the mouth, the oral microbiome is one of the most important parts of our first line immune defense as, as well um, and very related to health throughout the whole of the body. So we're being protective to the oral microbiome when we are keeping the mouth shut for a lot of the time and allowing it to stay moist rather than drying up and that, that affecting the health of the microbiome. When we breathe through the nose, that also uses less exertion than mouth breathing. It's more efficient. It's more easeful. 
Um, and within things like sports or even you know the, the way that we're able to, to move and feel we have access to energy in motion and um, feeling we want to move, this translates as, as better performance, easier breath, and shorter recovery time in exercise. We can adapt in much more easy ways to the way that we move and, and our ability to feel that we can meet exertion. So we can see from this that nasal breathing is hugely important. And when we're breathing through the nose, we don't necessarily see where this goes, but this is going to these cavities that are called sinuses, which take up a lot of the kind of background of our face. And we can have a, a, a relationship with this. We have sinuses that are above the eyebrows to the inside of the eyebrows, these frontal sinuses here that come up kind of a little bit through the, the middle line of the sinuses and come to kind of triangle bits reaching out towards the outside uh, edge of the eyebrows. And we can massage that point at the beginning the middle of the uh, uh, of the forehead, which actually kind of is around the third eye area as well. We also have smaller sinuses, just to very much the inside of the top bridge of the nose, which you can often find that gets a bit, a bit tight or congested and we can rub ease into that there. And then the larger sinuses closer to where the air comes in are to the inside edge of the cheeks where those move up into the bone towards the nose and up towards just below the inner eye and down towards the outside of the nostrils and out towards the cheeks there. So we can use with one or two fingers a really nice kind of circling, massaging effect with as much little pressure as feels that we we can meet some movement, get the tissues going, get health into the tissues and start to really free up that space to feel it's able to receive air. And when we're also doing this, there's some movement into the jaw, movement up into the area around the ear and the temples. This can also start to offer us uh, that sense of space. And if we do that with a little steam, steam in a bath or putting our head over a steaming bowl, maybe with some eucalyptus oil as well, that can really start to free up those passages. So this really helps us to, to come into our whole physicality as well. Nasal breathing is not just limited to that area physiologically around the head. Physically, nasal breathing engages the whole breathing apparatus. It offers us more diaphragmatic movement. When we breathe through the nose, the lower lungs and rib cage get moving to massage the heart and the lungs. We get full rib activation, which acts as a pump to pull lymph, our lymphatic motion, part of the immune system, from the lower body up to the chest and the heart, which promotes better circulation and immune protection. All of this is crucial for our full range of motion and flexibility through the spine, head, neck, and lower back. When we start to free that up, we have that capacity our posture is supported and that feeds back into the breath. So like so many aspects of our optional function, it's cyclical, everything feeding into each other. We stand up naturally in our most optimal design with our head above our shoulders, above our ribs, above our pelvis, above our feet. And that's where we stand up. We rise up through the back of the head. We have the possibility of the jaw softening, softening around the eyes and the cheeks and the sinuses themselves, the temples and the forehead. 
that all allows us to have that posture that also allows easy breathing through the nose and stops us having that more kind of jutting the chin forward as the head moves forward of the shoulders and we kind of gasp for air, like we're gasping for breath through the mouth. So nasal breathing supports how we move to support this breathing itself. When there's interruption, we can get caught in vicious cycles of immune and respiratory balances, imbalances. And this really ties in back again to our nervous system. Nasal breathing improves alpha brainwave coherence. So this is related into more peaceful meditative states, our ability to come down again from stress responses, to find, to navigate, to calm present states. And this also feeds in to elevating mood and increasing creativity. All of this also affects our ability to socially interact, plays parts then in our emotional stability and self-confidence. Nasal breathing is said to be related to a significant reduction in sympathetic and high limbic states. So those very kind of emotionally charged or triggered fight or flight responses, the stuff where particularly for us socially engaged animals is the stuff of modern psychosocial stress, really, you know, where we find ourselves in the 21st century. The habitual mouth breathing bypasses all of these important stages of the breathing process and leads to several issues. When we breathe through the mouth, we can lose 40% more water at night, also dries out our mucosal linings in in our airways and in our, our mouth, leading to some misalignment between upper and lower teeth, oral hygiene problems, in asthma, snoring, sleep apnea and disrupted sleep patterns, gastrointestinal disorders, imbalance of hormones, and a lack of oxygen to the brain. So that can affect growth, even intelligence, as well as energy levels. We can see that particularly in children, all of this is really crucial to consider, particularly in terms of the growing brain, the developing nervous system, and and immune capacity as well. Um, And also when we're looking at ability to self-soothe, this can really feed into uh, mental health issues and potential for anxiety. Difficulties in nasal breathing, maybe postural, as well as stemming from repeated stress responses or even from inflammation and high mucus that creates um, a kind of stuffy nose or blocked noses. So that can be in terms of looking at diet, reducing sugar, noticing if there's things like uh, dairy intolerance that can create a lot of mucus or, of course, other intolerances that can do the same, but also attending to digestive issues and supporting the gut microbiome has an effect as well on bringing down inflammatory responses that can create more mucus. We need to be hydrated as well. We can see a catch-22 there where mouth breathing tends to create more dehydration and it's dehydration itself, which can then create inflammatory patterns, which create more mucus. So we can hydrate the body and then also start to encourage nasal breathing through postural dietary changes, which in turn will feed into our ability to to remain hydrated. So 
all this ties into how we are, how we're living in the 21st century and what we need to really find our way back to our, our uh, evolutionary design, evolutionary shifts in the shape of our skulls and the size of our brains has affected how we breathe and societal environmental shifts in post-industrial societies how we work then, how we can hunch over desks, look down at technology, that tech neck head forward has really affected our posture and therefore our breathing habits. Habitually pushing the head forward of the spine and jutting out the chin, which often evolves from sedentary patterns, causes more tension in the throat and impedes free flow of air. So as well as posture, nasal issues leads to mouth breathing can include deviated septum, broken nose, excess mucus from diet, dehydration or inflammation, enlarged tonsils or adenoids, polyps, and also poor immune and modulation, which can be also related to low omega-3 levels, um, which can affect the upper respiratory area and manifest as things like hay fever, sinusitis, rhinitis, asthma, or allergies. So it really can be worth visiting someone like a health professional or nutritional therapist or functional medicine practitioner to investigate there. Habit is also an important factor in mouth breathing. We can get stuck in these patterns because we can get stuck in patterns, any patterns that are familiar, particularly when we tend towards sympathetic dominance, being you know, in that those fight or flight responses as normal, even if that's just a little and we don't really notice it anymore. But this can come from our habits of constantly doing, being in constant alert, where we become familiar with that kind of tone of the nervous system. And that's registered as safe because it's familiar. And maybe rest, often ironically being perceived as less safe because it's less familiar place to be, particularly when we have so much distraction from phones and screens and technology and we, we're less able to simply be with ourselves and really allow us to come down in those ways. So many even avoid rest, slower forms of yoga or meditation for this very reason, even though that is what is most needed for these postural shifts, changes, and that familiarity of moving from mouth breathing towards nasal breathing. So I hope all of that has helped to shed some light on how we can begin to unravel any patterns that we notice in our physicality that really feed out through the whole of our systems, really start to to create patterns that are really part of a journey of awareness and noticing what we need to navigate ourselves back to optimal function. And particularly then within our yoga practices or any other embodied, mindful, conscious movement practices, we can come to things like diaphragmatic breathing, to alternate nostril breathing. But if you are coming to breath practices from the first time, do recommend doing that with a teacher and particularly one that you feel is sensitive enough to really go slowly at a pace that you feel that that new forms, new patterns aren't bringing in any stress responses or tensions around the head or the nose, um, but you meet that gently with kindness, with compassion and with you know, enough time and space to feel that you're really meeting your needs as you go along. 
So thank you for listening. Hope that's helped. Take care. So thank you for listening. You can read more around that subject in my book, Yoga and Somatics for Immune and Respiratory Health, co-written with Leonie Taylor. And also see many more resources in terms of nasal breathing, bringing down the nervous system and dietary and health information on my website, charlottewattshealth.com.